2: This is the National Treasures podcast. I'm Laura Lex.
3: And I'm Will Duggan.
2: And in National Treasures, we invite you to join us on a day out from the comfort of... Well, wherever you happen to be.
3: Yeah, that's right. Uh, We bring you the UK's best attractions straight to your ears. So consider us kind of like a maverick pair of tour guides.
2: That's right. It's Lex and Duggan reporting for duty. The powers that be want to shut us down because sometimes we get all the names and dates and places and facts wrong. But do you know what? If you don't like our methods, you can take our goddamn guidebook and and donate responsibly at the end of the tour.
3: Yeah...
0: (laughs)
2: I just ran out
3: of sure. steam <laughs> you, you did. I, I just thought I'll, 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 I'll hang back and I'll let her just work through whatever she's going through. And I, I didn't hate it, Laura. I didn't hate it. Yes. Um, but now, I won't lie, I'm glad it's finished. Uh, this week, we're going to go to Warwick Castle, uh, which is once home to the kingmaker, the 16th Earl of Warwick, Richard Neville, who uh, you might remember from our Richard III episode, Laura has got a little bit of a thing for
2: yeah, what can I, he makes squabbling about hereditary bloodlines look good.
3: Mm. Well, unfortunately, Laura, uh, Warwick Castle is no longer owned by Richard Neville. Uh, it's now owned by the people who own Alton Towers. Um, though, to be fair, the only roller coaster here was paying the admission fee.
2: Oh, and what a rush that was.
3: It was, but we still had fun, nonetheless, <laughs> uh, as, you, as, as you will hear uh, with your ears right now when we go back to February at Warwick Castle. Enjoy! We are recording. And
2: I've just put a sweet in my mouth.
3: Perfect. I'll have a little (laughs) chat. So we are on the M6. Currently near, I don't know, Junction 5, Junction 4. Just
2: about
3: to hit the M42, a 4A? A 4A, sure. Well, this is the content you've come in for. (laughs) Um, Laura and I met up this morning in Birmingham City Centre. You were gigging last night in Birmingham? Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh,
2: uh, That was a lovely bloody gig.
3: A lovely gig?
2: Sorry, I'm eating a fizzy pigtail.
3: Right, you guys have to trust me on this. Laura was at the Glee Club last night in Birmingham. She was <laughs> on with Damo Clark, mm-hmm. Tom Ward, the Raymond's and Timkins review. I was. And in the studio, Paul McCaffrey was doing his tour.
2: Yeah, Bing. we had a lovely time. There we go, I've swallowed the pigtail now. Um, where were you last night, Will Duggan? I
3: was in New Milton, uh, in the New Forest, on tour with Sophie Hagen.
2: He's bloody posh, that Will Duggan, had, on tour with Sophie Hagen. He is,
3: he had an t- alcoholic ginger beer, and he doesn't care uh and then i got the train up this morning to meet you but that's the past this is the now where are we going laura lex
2: today as the episode title suggests we're going to warwick castle warwick
0: castle
2: um yes so this is my choice this one now hand on heart i've not been to warwick castle i have so oh <laughs> so might seem like an odd choice to be my pick but I am fascinated by the Wars of the Roses, and particularly by Richard Neville, Earl of Warwick, um, also known as the Kingmaker, who was the guy that, like, financed a lot of the Wars of the Roses and kind of, like, backed people, and like an Aaron Banks of the medieval Who, so. Aaron Banks, the guy behind the Vote Leave campaign, you know? Uh, no. Oh. But sure. Where have you been, Will? Anyway.
3: So... I've been I mean, my head in the sand for the last three years. <laughs>
2: Also, I watched a really good documentary um, series about castles a few months ago, and Warwick Castle just looked fun. It looked like the sort of place that has a lot of history going on and has been well-maintained and has a very interesting past. But also, they're trying to keep it modern and fresh for families and people nowadays with our attention spans to enjoy. So, I think we're going to have a fun day out. Yeah,
3: that's that's why I think, like, from my... I went when I was... T- I grew up not too far from here. In the north? it's not in the north and you know it's not in the north and i'm not rising even though i've actually had eight hours sleep in the last two days and i can't break down please don't rile me actually laura <laughs> uh, i went at a day out when i was a child and i remember it being a lot of fun i'm pretty sure i held a falcon
2: yes well they do have birds of prey although i've been doing some trip and review looking and i'm not entirely sure if the birds of prey are still there or are there in the winter also I'm quite scared of birds so I'm not sure how close I can get to those um the other cool thing which again I don't know if it's gonna be open today or not but apparently it has the world Europe's largest working trebuchet
3: so birds of prey now I love birds I genuinely do you yeah like I I think think they're amazing Uh, I worry
2: about them getting stuck in my hair
3: I have no hair that's fine Uh, (laughs)
2: Okay, we are now arrived at Warwick Castle. I really enjoyed the enthusiastic parking attendant on the way in.
3: Classic parking attendant, two fingers, constant waving to the next available bay.
2: Mm. So, we're here. How do you feel?
3: I feel good. Um, I like it. I think it's nice.
2: <laughs> I mean, we have just It's quite it's got a very center parksy vibe this car park, hasn't it?
3: It has I imagine. I went to center parks once and I was 4 years old, and my mother didn't let me do any fencing. Promised me I could do it next time we went. We haven't returned. It's been twenty-nine years. She's a liar.
2: If we get to a second series of this, we could do a day out to Centre Parks.
3: I would love that if we can do fencing. Okay. Great.
2: I'll see what we can do. Now, so we're going to go up to the castle. Now we're just going to have a quick look at some TripAdvisor reviews to wet our whistles and see what we're what we're going to get. Great. So reviews. we okay. you going to start with good or bad.
3: Uh, always bad, please.
2: Okay. Um, we have a one-star review. Large Birds of Prey are never on show again! Oh dear. What a great title. It gives you questions?
3: Yes. Mm. Does it mean here?
2: I don't know. Or globally? Well, both probably. The Large Birds of Prey in their permanent stands brackets lammergeier, Bald Eagle, Golden Eagle, Condor and Vultures are never on display ever again.
3: Okay, do we know why?
2: Apparently due to visitors throwing them bread and sticks. I feel like we shouldn't be allowed to see them if people have been throwing baguettes at
3: them. <laughs> baguettes and logs. <laughs> uh,
2: another one, Star, the worst castle experience ever. Ever? Well, I would dispute that because castles historically were used for a lot of torturing and imprisonment. Yeah. <laughs>
3: so, <laughs> I don't think. Mary Queen of Scots had a much worse <laughs> time at a castle.
2: We got some good reviews. Good. Four stars, we visited the castle on a cold, damp January day with family and had a great day. Right. So don't come when it's sunny, It. not Why know. tell, why, who's got time? I think, oh, well, maybe I think they're saying, like, even if it's cold and damp in January, you yeah, could have you, fun here.
3: It, it just annoys me that everybody thinks their opinion needs to be documented. I was once on a bus, about ten years ago, with my friend Aisha. Shout Aisha, if you're listening. She, She's listening. She asked me, what does the S in S Club Steven stand for? And we discussed it for about 20 minutes. And Noah's probably like, do you know what? I'm going to Google it. So I Googled, what does the S in S Club 7 stand for? Somebody had asked this question on Google questions. The first response was, I'm awfully sorry. I don't know. (laughs) Fine, leave it. Leave it. Read it. Have the thought. Move on with your life. Uh, The answer is, if you're interested, nothing particular. There are so many words with S that could use. Sexy, super, singers. Simon Fuller.
2: Singer club party. No. What's it? How does it work? S Club 7. S Club Party. S Club Ain't no 7. Like stop stop party. saying party. <laughs> party is what? S Club 7.
3: The band of S Club 7. S Club 7. Luckily, S Club. Oh, I hate that.
2: Okay, let's go and explore. Okay, well, we've bought tickets and we're through. It was expensive. Well,
3: do you know, I think for an adult, it was fine. 20 quid is, like... The upper end of what's fine. Oh,
2: I think that's quite well. We'll see. We don't know if but, it's value for money yet.
3: 18 quid for a child.
2: Yeah, that's And a that lot. starts
3: at three.
2: Yeah, that like is. Three year
3: olds are famously really stupid. <laughs> so. But we're
2: in now. We've come through the gate. So you come into a cool courtyard that's got quite a Disneyland vibe to it. Yeah,
3: it's very olden towers, Disney. Yeah,
2: music is playing. I don't know if I'd call it silly music.
3: I can't even hear any as music. per
2: no in the courtyard there was music
3: oh I didn't hear that I'm afraid
2: um but now we're through here and to the right is the castle it's pretty cool it's very well maintained isn't it's it? a
3: classic castle isn't it like if you are imagining a castle you're imagining this yeah we're talking turrets we're talking walls we're talking little slots for archers we're talking a flag of England
2: I mean I like it I like it we were gonna head over to the archery, archery well, there tournament. He is now look Shall we go and see an archery yeah. tournament?
3: Now, we will just say for ease of recording, there's gonna be a lot of background noise of screaming children, because A, this is for them, there are children going into sword fight, and uh, it's after.
2: Right, okay, so there's like wicker um targets yeah. over there they're on called, the far side of uh, the moat.
3: They're called bosses.
2: Bosses? A boss. That's boss. So over the other side of the moat, there's the, the bosses. And um, they've got steps going up to them, I guess, to retrieve their arrows. And then there's a big wide moat in between. And we've got three archers lining up to take their shots.
3: They're dressed very authentically.
2: This is the dream job, isn't it?
3: What, an archer?
2: Like, you're at college and you need to earn a bit of money. Do you want to work in Debenhams or here? Here, please. Yeah. The bows are long, aren't they?
3: Yeah. These are... I think they're called recurve bows.
2: They don't look as heavy as I think they would have been at the time. Like at the time, you were really hench if you were an archer because you had to, like, the strength required to keep pulling it back meant you'd often have one massive arm.
3: But these are traditional, but my dad really loves archery, he makes his own arrows. Uh, <laughs> these are like traditional bows.
2: Hang on a minute. Your dad makes his own arrows. <laughs> my dad makes his own arrows.
3: He absolutely loves archery. He is obsessed. And it has gone from nice hobby to obsession, and we're all sick of it, frankly, Dad.
2: Why? That sounds like a great obsession slash hobby to Wait, have. Weaponry. Yeah, that's exciting. It's not guns, is it? It's less killy than that.
3: True. true. I mean, I'd say more as killy.
2: Well, no, because you're far more likely to miss if you're killing someone with a bow and arrow. That's fair. You've read? We need to talk about Kevin.
3: <laughs> oh, bloody hell! I, mean, I have yet. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh. Hello, there. Hello. Hi, Archer.
3: Greetings. Greetings. Uh, now. I'd love be an acrobat. I like your jacket. Are you are you, med- you, you can hear the, the Archer. Target, Little thing for the audio medium. What you did miss, uh, I don't know if you missed, Laura. Hell of a codpiece on that man.
2: <laughs> I need to check this out when Archer number four turns around. A
3: couple more Arches. Are there any Welsh people in this crowd? Any Welsh...
2: They're looking for Welsh people in the crowd.
3: I mean, the problem is, given that they're they're acting, to admit to it could be devastating. Yeah. <laughs> My worry is it's the enemy.
2: Well, I guess it depends what point in the history.
3: Sort of castle times.
2: <laughs> yeah, but...
3: Do you know when I don't think castle this was castle built?
2: was defensive against the Welsh, was it? This castle was built ages ago. I read a cool fact that this castle is older than most countries, that this castle was built before an awful lot of like European countries were even the countries that we know of them as today. Warwick Castle can be traced back to 914 AD, when Alfred the Great's daughter built a fort on the site. The original castle was built in 1068 by William the Conqueror out of wood. In order to make room for the castle in the existing city, four houses were destroyed.
3: Sorry, lads original urban regeneration.
2: Yep. At um, this time right, in world history, know, sorry, 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 sorry. Europe was a collection of empires and clans with Spain, Italy, Switzerland, Sweden nowhere near being formed.
3: Right, cool. But did you hear one of the artists just shout DJ Khaled? It really ruined it for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of children behind us that have all started shouting in unison. Whilst carrying swords? Sort of organised shout. This is how
3: I knew I'd die. Festival. <laughs>
2: I reckon kids would kill you as well.
3: I feel like you're the sort of adult that
2: kids go, we can go too far with this guy.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I'm out running some fun activity and I get Lord of the Flies. I'm like Simon. Eight arrows. Fast as you can.
2: Who's your money on, Will? Describe the archers and tell us who's going to win.
3: So we've got eight archers. Guy at the front, stocky, small. Looks like he definitely laugh uproariously with his head held back. I like him. Arrows, not in a quiver, just in his belt. Oh.
2: Oh, the first archer. Right, left. first
3: archer. Tall, six foot. Uh, he's the one that shouted DJ Khaled. I don't trust him.
2: <laughs> he's a time-travelling archer.
3: OK.
0: let's <laughs>
3: Nate.
2: Nate is up next. Nate is small. Yeah, Nate, Nate is the Harry Potter of Nate the Nate is at world.
3: most eight years old.
2: <laughs> I'm cheering for Nate. He seems like the underdog. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> next up, Simple Jim. He's the one with the huge codpiece.
2: <laughs> He's Simply Huge Jim.
3: Thomas. Thomas is up next. Thomas is... Probably top ten most handsome men in the world.
2: Oh, no. He's just a bit too confident looking.
3: Yeah, handsome.
2: (sighs) Okay, so I think these four are going first. So now, Handsome Sam missed one and Owain missed zero. So Handsome Sam gets given an an arrow.
3: So I've got to have eight. Hits.
2: So do they have to go until they miss none, but also finish? And, and, and
3: they've had eight hits, so it's the oh. fastest person to do eight hits. It's a clever game. <laughs> They're trying to make out it's very
2: skillful here, I think but we think scalable. Handsome Sam's just going to win. Yeah,
3: because he's better. And so handsome. funny he's <laughs> an absolute demon in a sack.
2: That's for the final time a countdown if you please off the
3: three, two, two one, one loose. loose both arrows on target. Sh- he smashed a- it, handsome Sam. Oh, he doesn't even get one out.
2: To the, you're heading towards the maze. Do you not right. want to go in the castle? Well, wait a
3: minute. Do you think that I'm the kind of man that would walk past a
2: maze? <laughs> but you don't want to... OK, we're going Do you to want... the maze.
3: Do you want to hear we're a... We're really
2: making the listener hold out for this castle action. There'll be a lot them. of editing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: this will be 30 seconds into the podcast. <laughs> and Whoa, what was that? A sparrow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a small bird has just gone past us. <laughs> and um,
2: Oh, my goodness. Laura
3: shit herself. <laughs>
2: really surprised <laughs> me. It's a bouncy floor in under the place, but the hedges aren't really thick enough to stop you seeing very clearly through the maze.
3: Also, I we've accidentally just completed the maze. Have we?
2: Um,
3: now, obviously we can't know how much will be edited out. Been in it for about 35 seconds.
2: It felt like hours though.
3: <laughs> right, I think let's get out of the maze because like... it's full of kids.
2: <laughs> the whole place is full of kids. I mean, you can't see this listening at home, but Will is starting to get visibly twitchy now. Right,
3: there are too many people around, and <laughs> the majority of them are under four foot tall. And
2: somebody's trying to make a perverted podcast in amazement for children in his mid-30s.
3: Uh, early 30s, back off.
2: What? How old are you? 33.
3: On, Lewis, way there. Early to mid. mid.
2: Let's go through this
3: tunnel. No. We found
2: a tunnel and we're gonna go through it. I'm not going through. You are, because I'm gonna pull the microphone through. Oh, ow, I banged my head. It's squatty. Will come. Will is being an arsehole and not coming through the tunnel. Can you see the spy, Yep. Oh, that is definitely meant for children. But been through it now.
3: <sighs> I just walk around a fence.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you haven't had the fun time that I've had. Are these periscopes? Cool.
3: I will say, we're a little bit lost.
2: (laughs) Right, yeah, we, having found the middle very quickly, I mean, I guess we could go back the way we came. How do you feel about this being more commercial?
3: I like it. History's for everyone, Lauren. Yeah. Right, I mean, we're lost.
2: Yeah, we're in a maze. We're meant to be lost. We're not going through the hedge. We're not going through that hedge. So... What's Petronella's pain? Oh, we've missed the beginning of this history bit now, and now I don't
3: know who... No. Petronella. A serving girl to Lady Alice Kittler.
2: So, who's Lady Alice Kittler?
3: Er, you know... the
2: first person to be burnt as a witch in the British Isles? Oh, babe. Lady Alice's first three husbands had mysteriously died. Her fourth husband searched her rooms and found magical materials, and Alice was arrested for witchcraft. Alice was sent to trial along with her son, William, and Petronella. Fortunately for Alice and William, they were rich enough to escape punishment, but poor Petronella was whipped until she confessed to being a witch. Whoa, what? So she didn't do anything. The woman she worked for might have been a bit dodgy, and she got murdered for
3: it. Yeah, and then she was burned to death on the 3rd of November, 1324. During the Middle Ages, many people were superstitious and the fear of witches. Quarter of those executed witchcraft were men.
2: Um, except in Iceland, there was a huge... What was I listening to the other day? Um, Your Dead to Me podcast by Greg Jenner, a great history podcast. Um, in Iceland, most of witches burned were men. OK, can we go and look at the castle now, please?
3: Yes, Laura, let's go look at the castle
2: Thanks, Dad.
3: So, what do we know about the castle? Like, is it it's a Mott and Bailey, is that right? Mm. I don't think uh, it's very modern. Milk. A Mott and Bailey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah, it's fun upsetting you.
3: I'm not upset. We're going over the uh, moat, another classic moat like at Beeston Castle. No sign this sign saying don't jump in. What's that thing called, that, the, the, the grid, that there? Is it a portcullis?
2: It's a gate. <laughs> OK,
0: thank you, uh, like... Yeah, that's
2: the portcullis, isn't it? Well, it probably isn't, and it's one of those things like, oh, you think that this is called a portcullis, but trick it isn't, it's called a stubby gate.
3: Uh, it's a portcullis. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, we're outside the castle... It's a very cool entry rate. It's big actually. There's the murder holes above you up there where they pour piss and poop down, on well, you.
3: Well well remembered. Remembered.
2: Yep. It's impressive inside. I well, like the, the, it. Feels the, grand.
3: I think it's quite it's a misconception about castles, isn't it? They were like when they were being sieged, it would all be locked off around there. So people would just live in here. It'd be yeah. like people just like and, not, and, and the, you'd
2: have wooden constructs in here. Yeah, in here
3: and tents and that. So it had to be quite big and spacious and have the options because you've an age in there, aren't you?
2: Yeah. So we've come through the gateway and now we're into the, like, typical courtyard bit. Yeah. Um, there's a green in the middle, but facing you opposite is like um, a hill going up with a turret at the end of it. Very small and crenellated. It looks very tale. crenellated Isn't that what it's called, crenellated battlements. I'm monster? not
3: saying it's not. I've never heard that before in my life. I like it. I've learned a new word.
2: I think that's right. I don't know. Anyway, um, and then, yeah, you've got the towers all around you. To the right, it's a lot lower, and then to the left, you've got the main buildings.
3: Right. Should we have a little wander around? Yes. Okay, which way do you want to
2: go? Um, should we do the outside bit first while it's not raining?
3: Yes, perfect. All right, so lovely greenery in the middle. Um, you can find your family's coat of arms. Do you know? Did your family have one?
2: Oh. Um, yeah, I think so. I think my brother used to have a coaster with it on. Do
3: you remember what it was?
2: I don't know. They're all the same, really, aren't they? Okay. What do coats of arms mean? Do you know anything about them?
3: It's to... Like, I think so, but there's a... There's Tom Horton that we know. He's had to get one done recently because he's had a baron because his life's so different from everyone else I've ever met in my life. (laughs) Um, They put jokes... There's the College of Arms in London, uh, near the tower. And you sort of go in and ask your questions and they do, like... It's all full of in-jokes and that, like... But there's all that code, so if you're, a, like, a knight that got it in a war, you get this certain thing, and, and there's also, like, you can have a coat of arms with a certain symbol, and it. it means you're born, like, you're a bastard, and all that sort of thing. Oh. Yeah, there's loads of stuff going on.
2: Now, you see the building to the left. I'll have to have a look and see when that was built, but that looks more gothic to me.
3: Yeah, but do you remember, like, when you saw Rick um, Green the Conqueror? it was wood.
2: Yeah, totally, but I, that feels to me like that building there was built much, much later than the rest of the battlements. Should we go and have a look? I really want to walk up the turret.
3: But I promise you we will.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a cigarette? Are you getting cross?
0: Uh,
3: I don't know if you're out to smoke in here.
2: Do you want to find somewhere where you can so that you're not mad at me anymore? Because I feel like the maze has stressed you out.
3: The maze has not stress me out.
2: I've stressed you out. You've
3: stressed me out. <laughs> I could be having a big, big fat Cuban cigar right now and your attitude, Laura. <laughs>
2: The building and have an explore
3: there's the battlements though yeah I think
2: you go up there and you wind your way up to it
3: okay let's go in the
2: right I think we found the main entrance to the building. The
3: great hall
1: one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes
3: nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt
1: until you tried it on same goes for your health In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
3: Wow.
2: Okay, so we've come through. What a ceiling. Like a real dark wood, churchy-esque oh ceiling God. there. And then just to the right... There's like a horse statue with a massive creepy eye and a statue and suit of armour on that. And then all around the walls is done out with suits of armour and a big display of pikes over on that wall, I think, or javelin spears.
3: Where?
2: Um, up on that wall up there, like a sunset, sunrise. Yes. They're all yes. coming out from a central look like, into of a semi-central. Very Game of Thrones. Yes, yes. Now
3: I think this room here is what your classic American tourist thinks of when they think of a castle in England. Yeah. It is low ceilings, chandeliers, weaponry. Low ceilings? Uh, low hanging, sorry, chandeliers. Oh, right, I see. I see. You're, You're right, well done, you've you've done me a kipper. it's like,
2: where are you living, mate? This is <laughs> a low ceiling.
3: Edinburgh. Uh, <laughs> amazing. Is
2: cool, isn't it? What a view. There's like a photo of
3: that, um, that fella, because that's incredible. So, yeah, look. In
2: 1604, Warwick Castle was granted to Sir Fulke? gravel. Fulker. Fulk Gravel, Tobias Fjolkhe, by King James I, James VI of Scotland. Correct. The castle was in disrepair upon his arrival, so Fjolkhe spent £20,000 restoring the castle, including the Great Hall and state rooms. So he made this a nice room to be in. The foundations of the Great Hall were first built in the 13th century, but the room you're standing in today was rebuilt in the 17th century.
3: 1600s. Stewart's.
2: Yes, it was designed to represent a romanticised view of the medieval castle and was the first one visitors would see. So already then it was being nostalgic to something that didn't really exist.
3: Yeah, but it's like all that, isn't it? Like, when you think about medieval knights, you always think of them as, like, they chivalrous and now They've been absolute scumbags.
2: Yeah. It was um it was around the time of the Crusades that all that chivalry uh, and Romanticised knights.
3: When I said it gave me a real look. Oh, does he hate you now? Probably, but they were mercenaries. We're Where? heading
2: across the Great Hall now. It's got a great marble like checkerboard floor. And then there's some suits of armour up on the walls. That looks like it's for a child.
3: It's not tall, is it? Though I wonder, is it like articulated?
2: That one up there.
3: That's for a kid. You're right, it's bang on. That's for a kid.
2: (laughs) Not just this person that's taller than me. Yeah, they're not tall, but nobody was tall then, were they?
3: Because they didn't have
2: vegetables and light and stuff.
3: Yeah. Uh... They lived
2: in the gloom, eating mud.
3: One of my... Married
2: to their cousins. I'm really
3: obsessed with... uh... Not obsessed with... But, like, if I was 5% more an incel... <laughs> I'd buy like a medieval sword
2: and have it in my
3: living room. My
2: husband has one on the wall in our study. <laughs> no, 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 But
3: I've seen yours and it's, but it's not. Easy. It's Ned Stark's sword, isn't it? Uh, it's
2: the it's Aragorn's. Aragorn's
3: sword. That's fine. That is. Is a, it?
2: Why is that better? Because that
3: is, he's buying memorabilia for a franchise with film and book that he likes. Whereas right. I just want a medieval I sword. Just any
2: sword. Oh, yeah, the smallest harness at the top of the display dates back to 1620 and was designed for a six-year-old boy. It is a suit of ceremonial armour.
3: And he has got lovely child-bearing hips, according to that, He has.
2: Think? Right, we're heading through a door now in the far end, or into a little red square room here with uh, crockery on the wall Who's that now. over there, Laura? Oh, that's Henry VIII. Henry VIII. What's he doing here?
3: Henry VIII and... Oh no, six women. Six women. a uh, woman hidden there is like, which trying to get rid of? Henry VIII and his wives. Ex
2: wives. Mm-hmm. Ex-wives.
3: Do you know how I remember the names of his wives?
2: Um, from really good schooling?
3: No. no. Catherine of Aragon. A, and Bullen. Jane Seymour. ABC. Yeah. And then you've got to remember the rest of <laughs>
2: Okay, we're now going through a door. Oh, we're in a dining room. Banquet hall. That is is nice. Um, These long, thin rooms are weird, aren't they? Because, like, they're very useful for you to walk around a place and observe. But it's weird that they did sort of just live on parade in these rooms.
3: Uh, Yes, but I don't think that these uh, velvet ropes and walkways (laughs) would have been involved. (laughs) The ropes
2: weren't. But, like, if you go to, um, is it Kensington Palace in in London? And... um, no, it can't be Kensington Palace. Can you look around Kensington Palace know? Yeah, I think you can. And um, and the rooms just were long and thin, and they obviously didn't invent corridors for a while. And then the most private rooms were at the end of the corridors. So that was how okay, you knew yeah, that you yeah, were yeah. in the inner circle, was you'd gone through all the rooms.
3: Do you know um, what you know the Privy Council? Yeah. So the like the most trusted. Do you know why it's called the Privy Council?
2: I do, but please tell us.
3: Um, because uh, it's an acronym, no, it's not, it's a, from the, the bum wiper would wipe the bum of the king, right? Is this right? Yeah. And then, obviously, they get to see the king, like, they the most vulnerable, but then only his best mates would be allowed. La- people realise, like, right, well, if he really likes you, we'll let you watch him shit <laughs> in the toilet, or as it was called, the privy. So people would be like, oh, right, you can get into the grounds, the king likes you, you can get into the house, the king must really like you. The king's going to curl right in front of you. My God, it's a big
0: fan.
2: <laughs> Gone to another room. We're now back in a smaller square room than the dining room. This is Green, wrote this room, and covered in paintings.
3: It's nice that they've decorated each room in, like, a different period yeah. style. So you can see how they would look throughout. Because, obviously, it's 1,000 years old, so you get lots of... Yeah. So what's this? Sort of, like... Well this Georgian? is
2: medieval parties. This sign says, Parties in the medieval period were not always about fun. Like they are now. Parties are awful. It's
3: The time to reward loyalty and make new friends. God, I'm making new friends at a L- party.
2: No, thank you. What's your a party, Laura? Um, A house party with two people coming to it. Oh, this is the green drawing room. We just found a sign about it. It's 18th century. That's the style. Sorry. Some children um, are trying to let an right, appearance
3: the There's a secret door in this room. Is Can, there? Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, it's that over there with the doorknob in it.
3: No. Yeah, all right. Um, they asked if you could find the door and we, we could. <laughs> we did. Yeah, all
2: right.
0: So
2: yeah, you were absolutely right about this place. And Georgian, very nice. I like this look. I like a sort of mint green Have you been gold. to the Louvre? No. You have brought it up every single episode of this podcast so far.
3: Well, uh, <laughs> the rooms are all decorated. basically, that in the Louvre.
2: Oh, Ooh, we're in a bedroom now.
3: Queen Anne's. Covered
2: in tapestries. I love it. The Queen Anne bedroom. This room was used as the state bedroom. Holy so when Christ. you were in a state, you'd come in here. Oh, he's so angry. Come on, correct what I'm saying. Um... You'd have a sober bedroom and a state bedroom if you were rich. In
3: 1714, it? Queen Anne died in her bed in Kensington Palace. This bed was, in fact, Queen Anne's deathbed. Whoa. And if she doesn't buck up her ideas, it'll be Laura Lexus.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: That's mad. So we've just come into the final room in this row. And I think it's my favourite of the rooms. It's, it's very pale blue silk on the walls with um, white and gold paint in all of the fancy bits. And it's got a lovely inbuilt f- period feature fireplace. Do you
3: um, know what I always feel sorry for? People that design picture frames. That portrait of Henry VIII, it's not that good. It looks like a toad.
2: He does, it looks like an otter.
3: But that frame is magnificent.
2: I'll take a picture, shall I? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this room, this room feels very French to me. It's called the blue boudoir.
3: Is it really? Yep.
2: <laughs> this room was originally used as a dressing room. Yes, please. In the late 19th century, the state bedroom was no longer used, so this room was converted into a boudoir. This room is decorated with blue silk from Lyon. I told you it felt French.
3: And I didn't disagree.
2: From this room? Not everything's an attack, Will. You can also enjoy beautiful views of the surrounding grounds, which were landscaped by...
3: Capability round. First name? Uh, oh. It's a good one. Right.
2: If you were going to pick a sexy name to have two. for yourself. It, I
3: know it's one of two. It's either, it's like, right, don't, it's Gilderoy or Lancelot. It's Lancelot. It
2: is Lancelot. Ding, ding, ding.
3: Ooh. 90 points.
2: So now we're in a slightly wider corridor, and just to our left, this feels chapel
3: Very chapel-y. There's a stained glass window. Oh, it's a chapel.
2: We're
3: getting good at this. Please respect the peace and tranquility of this room by keeping noise to a minimum. But
2: if we don't do that, then there isn't peace and tranquility in this room, so there's nothing to respect. The
3: first thing I saw when I came in here was a child skidding on his knees brandishing a plastic sword, (laughs) so...
2: (laughs) But listen, oh God, you
3: what's happening in there.
2: I don't know, but a man is peeping
3: on. Yeah, and behind a screen. I heard a woman say, "Welcome, your Majesties." I
0: want
3: to Laura's gone for a peek. That
2: is the princess's back entrance.
3: Lovely bit of business.
2: (laughs) Oh, some bells are ringing.
3: All right, so Kingmaker, try and get in the jail. Turrets. If
2: we can. Those people are going in that jail door.
3: All right, jail or Kingmaker first, mate.
2: Kingmaker, please.
3: Step back in time. It's 1471, and you're helping the powerful Earl of Warwick prepare for a very important battle.
2: The Battle of Borne!
3: The War of the Roses is intensifying. Our Earl is on the side of the Lancastrians, while the exiled King Edward and his House of York are fighting to reclaim the throne. The castle is a hive of activity. Take a deep breath in. Smell the air. Ignore the video recording. Hear the sounds of metal being forged, horses being groomed, horses, not horses, apologies. (laughs) Horses being groomed and weapons being cleaned. Men and women are everywhere all playing their part in these crucial preparations. Look to your right. Oh,
2: that's Richard Neville.
3: That's Richard Bloody Neville, the 16th Earl of Warwick, having armour fitted by squire William. William is 13 years of age and aspires to become a great knight. And And they look fantastic.
2: They really
3: do. This is what I wanted. The
2: Earl of Warwick was awesome. He changed sides and stuff and was a real beastie.
3: Okay, we're now, like, walking through.
2: So we're in a forge now. You can hear
3: the metal. It's two statues. One guy forging, one guy voguing.
2: Yeah, and yawning at the same time. He's having a great time. I like what they've done here. This is good. <laughs>
3: it smells like the Jorvik centre in York, the Viking place. Yeah, that smell of, like...
2: Yeah. Okay, now we're... There's a cart.
3: Like a wagon with a couple of archers. One very young... See if I was in charge here, do you know what I'd do? I'd be like, get one of the guys, like this guy, to be real. And be like, alright. Oh, 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 yeah, blow that your would mind.
2: You, now we're going down to the Portus Guard gate.
3: We're sort of in like the bowels of the castle now.
2: Yeah. Oh boy, Rod
3: Um, just to just to let you know that Rod Stewart isn't here. Um, <laughs> Hiya, Rod! There's a statue that looks like Rod Stewart, is what she means to say. Oh, I thought this was going to be the
2: exit, but we've sort of
3: just come in... It's a toilet. It is a
2: toilet, isn't it? It's a toilet.
3: That's it. Hey, we're in the privy. Hey, Laura. i will be your privy chamber, mate. You're my best friend, Ooh. by my bum. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we're just at the steps to one of the best named things I've ever seen in my life. The Conqueror's Fortress.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm excited for this. I like the idea of going up a turret. I wouldn't have had the attention span to be a lookout kind of guy. Oh, but we could reenact Hamlet when we get to the top. Which bit? The bit at the beginning, when they're up on the battlements. Go on then? Mm, oh, no. Is this. The war in Denmark is going on forever.
3: Bloody hell. <laughs>
2: Oh, it's wet, isn't it? I'm tired.
3: If only I, Hamlet, Prince of Thieves, could stop it. (laughs) That's Hamlet, right?
2: Yeah, something like that. Right.
3: Um, Quite hard to record because it's very narrow.
2: Yeah. Whoa, the Bayeux Tapestry. Fun fact. The uh, very first joke I ever sold was about the Bayeux Tapestry. Go on. For someone to tell on Mock the Week.
3: Mm And,
2: uh Andy Carson.
3: And what was the joke?
2: The joke was, it was things you don't expect to hear on a battlefield, and I said, oh, I tell you what, this will make a lovely tapestry.
3: Very funny.
2: Made it onto TV, my first ever televised jokes.
3: Very good. Uh, I have never sold the joke. I once gave ne- Jeff Norcott a joke.
2: <laughs> I'll buy a joke from you.
3: All right, what do you want to joke about?
2: Pigeons. Spoiler, I can see a pigeon.
3: Okay, Laura wants a joke about pigeons. I'm going to give her the recorder while I think about it.
2: We're making our way up the tower. It's done quite nicely, really, so that even if you're an unfit son of a bitch like us, you can get up it. And there's good, like, information things as you go along. This one on a Mott and Bailey. (sighs) You know when you've been at a day trip for long enough that you're a bit sick of why you're there. But The view is getting good as we climb up though. It smells nice too. It smells like cough sweets. Why Warwick? Well, that's a good question as we're here. The choice of Warwick as a location for a castle was not random. The location is strategically perfect. Warwick is in the centre of the country, so it is quick and easy to reach the north, south, east or west. It is on the bank of the River Avon, which provides good trade links and makeup, very good and helpful because it comes to your door. It's located on a sandstone cliff which makes it a good defense for tactical advantages in battle. And it is positioned on the Foss Fosse, Foss, Foss. Way, Foss. a major through road from Lincoln in the north to Exeter in the south. So that's why it's here. That's why we're here. It's pretty cool. I think spectacular wise, Beeston Castle was a bit more impressive but this one feels more functional.
3: What do the majority... Hang on,
2: he's got his <laughs> joke. He's got his joke.
3: What do the majority of pigeons and Laura Lex have in common?
2: Uh, they're both eat the out of bins.
3: They could both do with an extra foot. Hey! <laughs> that was very good. Foot's got two meanings. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're right at the top...
2: We didn't record the whole way up because we felt like you didn't need to listen to us panting.
3: Uh, listen to us panting, vamping and me thinking about pigeons.
2: Yeah, but now m- we're at the top view is quite cool isn't it? It's lovely. I mean the, the highlight is the trebuchet which is yeah. just to our left.
3: So the trebuchet which is like a oh, slingshot yeah. catapult thing.
2: Yeah, it's the largest working trebuchet in Europe but it only doesn't work in the winter. So it's quite, it's very open to the left. Um, or west, as it's known in the trade. Depends where you're standing. No, the left is always to the west. I've seen compasses. And it's a bit flooded at the moment, actually. And then if you look to your right, or the east, um, the town is over there. It's very close to the town, isn't it? It's not one of those castles that's just in the middle of nowhere. Like, you trade really built up all around it.
3: And that is a real testament to the the castle. (laughs) Is it? Sure! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: More archery.
3: Do it. people doing it. Yeah, but not
2: people, is it? It's fucking children again. These kids that have paid less than any of the rest of us to be here have less right to join in, and they're the ones that get given all the special treats. And
3: for. I'm the one that's angry.
2: I'm <laughs> <laughs> just angry that children don't pay as much, and then everything's designed for them. Right. Well, I think we have explored all of the sites of Warwick Castle, so we might go and find somewhere for a cup of tea and a debrief.
3: Yeah. And by a cup of tea and a debrief she means a meal in a debrief.
2: (laughs) We need to fill feed Will because he is cross.
3: We also need to feed Laura a little bit because Because she
2: hates children.
3: Disaster in the eleventh hour.
2: (laughs) Uh, The cafe stopped serving food at three thirty, so turns out we're not eating, guys.
3: We're not eating. Which is fine, you know, we won't starve to death. We're first world people.
2: But now we need to sum up our visit and we were just... Are we... Did we hate it? No. Or are we just hungry?
3: I don't think we hated it. I think we are hungry. I think that Warwick Castle is absolutely brilliant if you are under 10. Yeah. Which is, as you may be aware, we are not.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like, I would come back and I'd have a lovely day out with my family and friends, but I feel like it hasn't quite scratched that history itch that yeah. I have. Um, but I've had a lovely <coughs> day. I would come back, I'd bring my Nephlings and show them this fancy castle.
3: Yeah, this play is about. 100%. Do you want to do something a bit educational with some kids? you have a great time at Warwick Castle? Yeah. Are you two grown-ups in their early 30s, mid-30s? <laughs> Less for you.
2: Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed your jaunt out to Warwick Castle. Uh, what was your favourite part, please, Will?
3: Uh, personally, I really enjoyed objectifying the archers. <laughs> Loose! (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, because Warwick Castle is more, like, entertainment-focused than it is, like, history-focused, there's not too much for our regular audio apology.
2: Yes, that's obviously what we meant!
3: Uh, Only thing we got wrong here, and it would be, I think, almost imperceptible to anyone (laughs) other than Shakespeare himself, uh, was our performance, our very, very close-to-accurate performance, of the opening scene of Hamlet.
2: Yes. Is this a Hamlet I see before me?
3: Again, it's just—it's just not quite right. Anyway, uh, that is it this week for.
2: Yes, that's obviously what we meant.
3: Um, there we go. That's <laughs> that is that is that. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Um, as ever, it does us a massive favour with some algorithms to some boffins at Apple if you like and subscribe and leave us a rating. But we are so grateful that you're just enjoying it. So thank you so much.
2: Yeah. Thank you very much for your tweets. I really enjoyed the tweets about the Whitworth episode. People, uh, w- there's a lot of chat out there that we should be art critics, Will.
3: A lot of people, but none I noticed from uh, the art world.
2: Um, did you get any emails from your dad this week?
3: No, there is nothing in old Willie's post bag this week. Um, oh. Nothing at all, not even much. <laughs> because my, near- you're
2: calling it old Willie's post <laughs>
3: Listen, you've got to start branding somehow. Old Willie's post bag. <laughs> uh, nothing we'll at We'll get all.
2: T-shirts with Old Willie's post bag on them. What? So
3: if you, if you do want to <laughs> pop something in Old Willy's sack, uh, that will be nationaltreasurespodcast at gmail.com. Send me a little letter. Please do
2: it. He's a lonely little man. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll be back next week with another episode of the National Treasures Podcast. Bye.
3: Bye, guys.